0: What's up, guys? Welcome to Made for Profit, a podcast where we talk business in the shop and help you monetize as a maker. Each week, we'll cover the topics most important to you from marketing and selling your products to winning on social media and everything in between. I'm Brad Rodriguez, a part time content creator running Fix This, Build That, and my co host John Malecki is a full time furniture maker running metal and wood custom furniture. Over the past few years, we've seen the value of bouncing ideas back and forth, and we want to bring you into the conversation and help you grow along with us. Welcome to episode eight. Today, we're going to be talking about marketing your business online, what platforms you should be on, what do they give you, and how John and I have been using the different platforms for our own businesses. What is up, John? Not much, brother. You know, just conquering another week, and, uh, and I'm pretty pumped for this episode. We've talked
1: a ton about creating content marketing strategies for specifically Instagram for the most part, um, and I'm pumped to give the people some insight on how to start winning on, on all the other places that... Uh, you gotta start spreading your feed in. So
0: I'm Yeah, wrong. I know. There there are actually other places than Instagram, right? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. But yeah, the internet's pretty vast. So. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before we get going any further, I want to go ahead and take this time to thank our new members over that joined the made-for-profit tribe over on Patreon this week. So we had several folks uh, sign up. We're actually uh, getting a lot new folks. We are super excited about this. Loving the interaction over there. And we'll talk a little bit more about that soon. But um, we have had some new folks on. Sean Guthrie, Robert H., Stephen Machuka, Scott Kershaw, Chad from ManCrafting, Henny Designs, Mikey Osborne, and I'm not sure if I can get this one right. Mock Spagnulio. Mark, Mark spagnulio? Yeah, I've I've
1: never heard of of this guy, (laughs) but, but yeah, no, I believe that is the, the godfather of, um, online woodworking, Mark Spagnolo. So that's Ah, a, that's a huge honor. I'm pretty excited about, I know you are as well. So Mark, appreciate it. The rest of you guys. Thank you so much
0: absolutely so mark awesome to have you on as a patron and uh we appreciate it brother so if you also want to support the show and get some awesome rewards you can head over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit uh we do offer several different ways to support us as well as some rewards as you keep going up those tiers so go check that out if you'd like to have your name at the top of the show so what you been
1: working on dude well uh I just dropped a video for the enormous bookshelf um, all of you guys are seeing on my social posts as well as my vlog. And uh, it, it's it's going pretty well. I'm pretty excited about it. We were finally able to get that ladder in last week at the client space. Um, and I'm also wrapping up another smaller bookshelf, ironically, that I'm bookshelf doing for a client. City. I did some uh, DIY-style um, barn door sliding, uh, hinges and hardware and stuff. So I, I made all of that without using my welder. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a plan out there for you guys if you want to build something like that too, um, which I'm excited about. And then I got a little personal project that'll be dropping on my social coming up here. That's a little different than what I typically do, but I'm excited for it as well. So keep your eyes open for that.
0: I like it, man. I like it. Yeah. I saw the picture on Instagram of that bookshelf. I'm excited to see how you did all that hardware. That'll be cool. Yeah.
1: I just, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of picking through bins
0: at, man? well, I just got back from, uh, I was talking about the Haven DIY conference down there in Atlanta. Just got back from that, had an awesome time, got to hang out with a, a bunch of different bloggers mainly. Uh, and also though we had some, some YouTubers down there and it was really a, a great time. So just got to share some, um, share some drinks, share some laughs, and of course, talk business. And that is the best part I think about anytime. And I was recommending as I got back, you know, just telling folks, if you have an opportunity to go, uh, to any of these local, whether it's a meetup, a, a conference, um, a, just a convention center, like they have the woodworking shows and stuff, I would highly recommend to go do that because it is just a great way, uh, to recharge, to get other insights from, from other makers and woodworkers and, and content creators. Um, and it's just, Man, I had a blast there. So that was really a great trip. Uh, and then I also just dropped my curved cutting board, charcuterie. I think they say a uh, shark cutlery board. <laughs> 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 and uh, and that, that was going over pretty well. So that was the bent lamination. I had a great time doing that. So this week I am getting in there and uh, just trying to recover from getting back. Uh, I also had a birthday.
1: Yes, just, happy birthday yes. my friend.
0: Happy belated.
1: All uh, of you should know that Brad turned 26 years old today. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: I am a spry 40. <laughs> 40 years old. So yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I, I'm on the other side of uh youth, I guess. Yeah, so whatever. Just another birthday. I'm just so, glad <laughs> you finally grew a beard. You
1: grew a beard before 40, it's a monument. I know it that. It is. It's I, tough, I tough, know. Tough, I'm, I'm
0: tough for you. I'm finally growing up. <laughs> Uh. so yeah we're having a good time but so to get into the the show topic one of the things that we wanted to do again is is just say i know we've delivered a lot of content about instagram we talked about selling online but what we really want to hone in on is marketing online so where should you be other than instagram we'll talk about instagram a little bit but we've obviously covered that so if you haven't listened if you're just dropping in just tuning in make sure you go back and listen to our instagram series um, which is our first three episodes um, but that's our favorite. Right, John? I mean, I think obviously that's where we met. That's where we do uh, our most interaction. And that is uh, something that I think has done very well for for both of our businesses. But you just want to hit quickly on you know, what you think are the top reasons why you're on Instagram and what you get out of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we love Instagram because Instagram is a, is a visual platform, as we know, you know, with uh, photographs and video. Um, and you're able to create community and interaction. And, and those are big parts of marketing in today's social sphere. Um, and, and it's a lot of why a bunch of people are putting money behind campaigns on, on those platforms. So, uh, we love Instagram for that, but there are some, some issues and some reasons why you shouldn't solely be on Instagram. Um, the number one thing is, for, for me at least, and in, in, in my belief is a is searchability and, and SEO opportunity. Yeah. Um, you're not really going to be found naturally on Instagram unless you're hashtagging like crazy and you're coming up, but that's on a daily basis. I mean, as we've talked about in our Instagram series and and, and even in our analytics series, using hashtags for your posts benefit um, is only going to post you up there when you have good stuff. So, I mean, if, uh, if someone's trying to find you, your bio does come up in search to a degree, but besides that, there's not really any benefit of their, their searching. And, um, that's one thing that can really crush you if you're not doing a good job of, of using the platform. Um, and, 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 and besides that, you know, it's not evergreen. And, um, I'll let you dive into evergreen content a little bit more when we get down the line with the other platforms and and other spaces, but, uh, it kind of goes away. You know, when you put something up there on Instagram, um, it can become non-relevant within hours and and definitely within right. days, and unless someone's going back in your feed, you know your quality content really gets buried. When on other platforms, you know that stuff's searchable and it it, it can be relevant for you for a long, long time. So, um, those would be the <laughs> only negative things I think we've said on Instagram <laughs> uh, so far, but they do exist, and there's a reason that platform is used the way it is, and it's because the benefits are tailored to um to not being used in the same way as right. other
0: platforms. Yeah, and it's definitely an in the moment and uh completely agree with that the lack of evergreen content, the lack of searchability because even if I go in, if I hear if I like hear somebody's name and then I sometimes I'll go to search for it and I might not know exactly how to spell the name that even if you know who it is, it's sometimes hard to find people. Oh, so yeah. yeah, it is. Cause your handle is not, yeah, your handle friendly. is going to be your number exactly. one searchable
1: term. And if it's, if you, you could have, um, dashes, parentheses, underscores, all kinds of stuff in there that makes right. search different. And especially if you didn't capture your name early in the game, um, yes. you know, you could have numbers after it and stuff and you could really get lost. So yeah, you nailed it with that. I mean, that makes it Way more. difficult, Yeah. Things, and there's
0: it? just so many people there as well. So it, it's just diff- difficult because I think that's the one difference between these other platforms we're going to talk about. Uh, Most of them is that when uh, that the barrier to entry is like zero, right? You 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 have a phone. If you have a phone, you can get on, and everybody is on, and so all these names are taken, and and they're not businesses. It's so you've got a mix of business and personal. So, so yeah, so we love it. Uh, We think it's great, obviously. So go ahead and and check that out uh, over on that the playbook that we talked about. If you want to learn more about Instagram, but I think the number two. So that's kind of our number one. You know, so we're we're actually going to go through uh, and I. I think we have five different sites here, five different platforms. And actually, we're going to add a little bonus sixth one that we added at the end. Uh, but six different areas that you could be on. So the first one is Instagram. The second one, uh, I think the barrier to entry. So just playing along those same lines, the barrier to entry is much uh, higher. And it's easier to find folks just because of, again, the, the lack of um you know, the lack of the different brands being on there that not as many people are there. And these are content creators. So we're talking about YouTube. So YouTube is a great way, especially uh, from content marketing. I think, you know, we can have a good little conversation here, John, about content marketing, because I know we've been talking about it, um, is that I think a lot of people say, oh, YouTube, why would I be on YouTube? I make furniture like I don't want to make videos. Okay, yeah, like I get that. And and I hear that a lot. But I think uh, what people don't realize is that it's a great way to showcase your talent it's a great way to uh, show people your products so they can get hands-on right like if you're just doing pictures then that is a static picture the great thing about youtube you can do all these crazy shots uh or you can just do simple walk-arounds and you can show people your product you can even if it is just a walkthrough like i've seen channels where it's just a walkthrough like hey send people there and you embed a youtube video onto your website you can walk around the product and show it. I mean, I think that that's a really cool thing that it offers.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and, and the one thing you can bring to the table um, a lot more than I think you can on, on Instagram is uh, personality. And you can really give that behind the scenes aspect of whatever you're creating. Um, and then that creates a whole nother element of, of your marketing scheme. It makes it a lot more tangible for the consumer. So when it comes to a marketing, excuse me, a content marketing standpoint, you're able to give um, that kind of grounded feeling to whomever is looking at your product or at your content, uh, because you put a real person behind it, and and that's an opportunity that you have on on almost solely on YouTube, even though there's video features on on others. But because of the there's no time restraints, and there's also um you know there's also the searchability of it. I think that being able to show some more behind the scenes and put your personality behind whatever product or whatever your 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 plan might be um, is definitely one of the number one reasons that YouTube is um, is is a great opportunity to grow your content marketing platform, and and you know the second reason is because it's the number two search engine in the world, and <laughs> there is <right>. a whole, <laughs> <laughs> Any one of you or any one of us that's that's looking for something, you know, obviously Google owns YouTube, but if you search on Google, you know that's the number one search engine in the world. Number two is is YouTube, so there is a reason um, that you know, people are on starting to jump on it more now with more niche style products is because people are looking for it on there. And, um, and I'm going to have to disagree with anybody that says, you know, I do X, why should I be making videos? And it's because people are searching for it. You know, there's no doubt in my mind that there's a video out there for almost everything any of us could possibly be looking for these days. Uh, and I learned all of my woodworking on YouTube, um, for the most part. And it's, a huge tool that you should be using to your advantage if you want to be marketing online.
0: Yeah, and I think the cool thing, like when you look at other the way other businesses use it, that's what I always like to do is look at okay, so how is how is somebody like you know a, a Dell or. Uh, Toyota, or, you know, somebody that's, that is in the space that is in a much bigger business is that a lot of these businesses will use, do product use videos, right? So, Hey, here, here's the new features. um, Here's how to use this. Here's how to install software on this program. And so there's all these things that you could do uh, to basically make it easier for your, for your customers to use your product. And now, so how does so what does that mean for a craftsperson, right? So, okay, I'm a woodworker, I'm a leather worker, whatever. Uh, I think it's an awesome way to differentiate yourself. So especially for people who are uh, doing something that is Uh, That they're trying to get a premium for, which we also talked about in the selling products online, right? Is that using a higher quality product uh, of of wood and and possibly joinery is that you can highlight that. So in a video, you can show, hey, oh, wow, like they can see that there's craftsmanship there if that's what your selling point. I think it does a great, it's a great opportunity to show off and show how you differentiate yourself between, you know, a piece of tar and, you know, that actually, I just like, I'm just sitting here talking out loud. I'm sure somebody's probably already done it, but I'm just imagining somebody putting out a video that says, you know, why, why my table why my table, why my thousand dollar table is better than a $200 Ikea table. And like Mm -hmm. having them side by, how cool would that be? Like having them side by side and then going through, Hey, this is three quarter inch particle board. Oh, and this is, you, you know, connected using dowels and knockdown joinery and going through and kind of showing that then going through over to your table and this is how mine is. And, and you know, then like they could have some beefcake like you come over and jump up on the Ikea table and it breaks in half.
1: <laughs> yes. I've done that so many times too. I, it's hilarious.
0: And then, and then, you know, have you jumping up and down on their trestle table and it's just solid as a rock. I mean, I think there's, there's unique and creative ways. Like once you open up video, there's so many things that you can do with it. Uh, whether to show your skill, to show your personality, like you said, to sh- just to show your product line, to do teasers, yes. There is so much stuff out there. I mean, it's basically um, getting your own commercial, right? So everybody, like, that's what we watch. When we watch the Super Bowl, when you watch any of your shows that, you know, everybody's on Netflix now, but back in the good old days, when you had to watch the uh, the ads on the TV, is that you can create your own ads. You could create a 30-second, a two-minute, a 10-minute uh, ad that is completely highlighting you, your business, and your product. And that is a an extremely powerful thing, um, in the sense that you can do it with a phone and you know a free piece of software like iMovie that and, and at your fingertips you can create whatever you want.
1: Absolutely, and and one thing you touched on there was highlighting skill, and which essentially it gives you a great opportunity to create education, one, and two, develop expertise around whatever your craft might be. So whether you are a television production company Or you are a hairstylist like my mom owns a hair salon. So I'm constantly trying to assimilate marketing strategy to her business. And you know, one thing YouTubers are doing and this is huge in the beauty space is showing techniques and ways to do different things to your hair and makeup on YouTube. Um, They do it to themselves and they experiment. Like how beneficial is that? Because it can be one consumed whenever you want it as a, uh, as the person searching and two, you're seeing this person right in front of you you know they're not you don't have to go somewhere for a class or whatever it might be right. so the platform from an educational standpoint like and, and what you touched on from a skill standpoint is hugely beneficial to any type of business whether i mean you could be i I could list pouring concrete roofing doing you know anything in in the in the excuse me the contractor space showing you know the Oh, that's the huge! Contracting different space, types of, yeah. Different types of tiling, and I mean, I mean, and we both did the the Protractor podcast recently, and and uh, you know, talking about contracting compared to woodworking and furniture making, there's so many things that assimilate to it, and then there's so many people that are afraid to be on YouTube, and it makes no sense to me right now because of how many opportunities are out there to be that focal individual who is teaching craft or teaching high quality type um, work in whatever space you might be in turning knife, making, you name it, it's out there. Um, and I mean, we touched on Mark Spagnuolo earlier. That's exactly what he did when he jumped into the woodworking on YouTube. And I mean, the way he developed content around, um, the craft the craftsmanship, excuse me, and the skill, it's the reason why we look, you know, his channel is so well consumed and, and, and it's, and it's amazing. And there's so much opportunity to do that in all kinds of um, all kinds of the makerspace, and and there's also so many new things coming out that you can constantly be creating new content. So, right. I mean, I, I'm I'm getting excited over here, and I'm rambling now, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you can see no, the uh, you can it, see it, the opportunity.
0: And it's, it's, it's got the tentacles, right? Yeah, it's an opportunity for everybody. So, whether and obviously, right? So, I'm a content creator by by and large, and so clearly, that's where I am going to be, and so I use. YouTube, uh, to build products and not to sell them, but to sell digital plans. So that's another thing, you know, if you're making that, but you don't want to sell commission, well, guess what? You can sell plans to it. You can do things, um, you know, like Mark has, has the guild and, where you can sell that content and bring that in again as a sales funnel of hey I've got some free content if you want some more in depth stuff because you know the YouTube videos you know you want to keep them kind of light uh, but and they're starting to creep up it's kind of interesting to see some of these channels that are now going up and doing the 12 and 15 minute videos and that seems mm-hmm. to be received fairly well I tend to keep mine uh, right around eight minutes or so uh, but if you wanted to have something that it's like okay that's a teaser that's a taste but in an eight minute video even in a 12 minute video. You can't fully see how to build a, you know, a a really involved like my DIY sideboard that I did uh, because there's the drawers, the doors, the top. I mean, if if somebody really wanted to build that, if they were brand new, they would have a hard time just through watching that eight minute video. But if I wanted to put in an hour and do a 15 minute segment on how to do drawers, on how to do doors, on how to, you know, joint and break down, um, hardwood and rough dimension lumber, like doing those things, I think it gives you the opportunity to really sell, um, again, your, your content. You're an expert. You're a teacher. You're, you're selling yeah. classes is, is what it is. So I think it's exactly. really cool. You, know, you hit on the the searchability and the lack of search there um, over on Instagram, but you know number two search engine in the world, absolutely. And also the nice thing is that there is that cross-linking. So uh, if somebody is searching for somebody in the trade is that you can be found. And we talked about this on Etsy, you know, that when you're in Etsy and people can see, um, other creators, if they're searching for a cutting board, they're not going to just see you. They're going to see you and all your people that you're around. Well, same thing though, but it goes the other way is that if you have a compelling thumbnail, if you have a compelling title that you can grab those eyeballs that are maybe not looking for you particularly, but they're saying, you know, they're, they're like a consumer. When they go to YouTube, they might be thinking, oh, dining table. And like, somebody just types in dining table because I I start, you know, I look at, I know we both do it right. We look at search engine and it's funny to see the queries. So there's like the short queries, the keywords that people will type in. Some people just type in dining table. Some people type in, you know, how to make a walnut dining table with four leaves. You know, it's like there, there's the long, there's the very specific search and the broad search. And so if you can hit on that broad search, those are some people that are maybe looking for ideas. They're trying to figure out, what type of table they want to buy, and so maybe they're looking for videos. They're going to show different types of tables, um, just like they would use Google Image Search.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that is a hugely valuable aspect of of YouTube, and and it's you know why <laughs> why so many people are jumping on it. Once again, I mean you're you're able to be seen next to people that have been building their. Followings for a long, long time if you're putting out the quality content, um, and and that can drive attention to whatever you're trying to bring to your brand, um, and and that could go multiple ways. I want to bring up an example before we get off of the YouTube from a book I recommended earlier in a podcast. It's called Content Inc. by Joe Paluzzi, but he talks about a <laughs> this is incredible, but a um a a pool builder and this gentleman has a company that builds pools and he jumped on YouTube. And, and only to educate consumers and then embed the links on his website, I believe, to start. And his business exploded because of it. And and we'll have a link to this in, in the show notes. But like honestly, the fact that he started educating people and they were able to find it, he doesn't even install the pools. The dude is just a wizard on YouTube and he grew he, – his business just it blew up and exploded. He's not like the foremost seen uh, pool installation guy on the planet. And like that all came from creating education behind a crazy niche kind of concept for his business. And, you know, people were looking for that. So if you're looking to establish yourself as an expert, or if you're looking to educate the community, or even if you're looking to create entertainment or, or some try to drive people to an external source, which is you know, where we'll go next, YouTube is definitely the place to be. And and so we've touched on, you know, the benefits of search. Um, well, YouTube also has another benefit to it, which is called evergreen content. Um, and I, we briefly spoke about it in the Instagram stuff and I'll, I'll let you take this one, Brad, but evergreen content is another massive benefit to, you know, yeah, to YouTube and so- how to use it.
0: Absolutely. So evergreen content basically just means that that content is, is constantly searchable. It is always out there. So like, like we said, you know, in Instagram, a post I did six months ago, uh, gets absolutely. I won't say zero, but very, very, very little traffic, uh, because it is not searchable. It's not out there. I had, so on the flip side, like I've had, um, my, I did the outdoor sofa, right? I did that last October, got some good views when that came Uh, when it came out, uh, then it kind of died down much like all videos do, right? It kind of gets the hump goes down and just gets into that maintenance mode. Well, then all of a sudden, uh, once we hit spring, it popped right back up. And because people are looking to make sofas, right, it's getting into the outdoor weather spring into summer. And then all of a sudden there was a huge resurgence and it just took off. And I was, I was amazed. This was kind of the first cycle for me to see that. Uh, but it's because it when it gets into that season, people look for it, it's not dead. If I those no. posts on my Instagram are completely dead, but those YouTube yep. videos, whenever that search hits, and, and actually, cutting boards is a great example too. Because if you go out, I was looking on the Google Trends when I released the, the little curved cutting board, uh, and you can see the search. Uh, the search volume. And there's a huge spike around October and November. And it's because everybody wants to learn how to make a cutting board so they can give them as Christmas gifts. Right. So Mm -hmm. same type things like, you know, there's a seasonality. And when you're on YouTube, that's going to be there. The last thing I'll say before we jump off the YouTube is that um, I think that don't also don't limit yourself because I like what you said, John, about the pool guy. And all of a sudden now he's not even doing pools. He's transformed that into something else. But For the flip side, so for somebody who's doing furniture, who I I know a lot of our listeners do furniture, don't think just about doing furniture. Think about furniture maintenance, think about styling. How cool yes. would that be if you if you know somebody uh, if your spouse is a designer something like how to stage a table how to set a dining table uh, for Christmas dinner you know just like there's all these things where your product becomes kind of the star of the show around something completely different there's just so many different ways to slice it like I've seen those things where uh, you can go in and and take a topic that is relatable you're you're basically getting product placement in that. So, you know, you're saying, hey, this is this is how you set a formal dining table for a holiday meal. And it's like all in that. And then at the end you say, You know, by the way, if you're interested in this table, you can go check out Joe's Woodworking. Right. And there's just it's it's product placement right there. I mean, there's just so many ways to slice it. So don't feel like, oh, well, nobody wants to see me build this or I don't want to do that. Like, take it a different way. Partner with somebody. Partner with a cooking channel. Mm -hmm. I partner with you could partner with a lot of different people. You don't have to make your own channel. You can get product. Right. Right. Weren't you just talking about, John, about uh cooking channel and, uh, you know, some different things about just getting your name out there and having some product. Oh yeah. Um, don't give away my secrets, bro. Uh, no, no, I know. I just, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, oh so, no,
1: I'm spilling the beans. <laughs> it's a great opportunity to work with people outside of the space and get to make friends and, and, and build on, um, your personal relationships. So you nailed that aspect too. I mean, a lot of the guys you met down at Haven and that we met through and, um, it all exists on these social platforms. YouTube is a monster for exactly that is, is making connections. Um, Absolutely. so, so, you know, we'll do a full episode on YouTube specifically, maybe even a workshop because we do truly believe in the platform and believe where it's going. Um, but to start, I think those are some great hit points there. Um, the last thing I will say is YouTube is also linkable and the linkability of YouTube compared to Instagram is a huge um, weapon for that platform, strictly because you can draw attention to other places. Um, and that's where, you know, segueing into it is our, our third biggest place to be is having that website. And we've been saying this from day one, but yep. having that website to drive people to YouTube is a great way to do it. So is Instagram. Um, and then once you get them to that website, you know, you have to populate it and have it done well and all of that stuff. But uh, just to reiterate back to YouTube, you can embed those links, you know, have them popping up in your videos, have that in your description, have it in your end card, all kinds of ways to get attention to that link for your website and the content that you actually own. So now that, uh, the wind's out of me and we're done, <laughs> you know, we're kind of done talking about YouTube here. Um, the, the next spot you want to be is definitely on your own owned website platform. Um, and the reason for this is, you know, Regardless of what you're doing and, and what's going on in the world, if you could be this amazing Instagram marketer and, you know, having 200,000 some subs or, excuse me, followers, absolutely crushing it and killing the world and thinking that you, um, you, nothing can fail for you. And then all of a sudden Instagram changes its algorithm, you get buried and you're no longer relevant. That's completely out of your control. Um, and the fact that we don't own these platforms and that we are not in control of what the, you know, the board of directors and, and, and every, (laughs) everyone that's actually invested in them wants to do, it actually is something that can hurt your brand and hurt your business. The one place that you can control everything is going to be on your website, which is why we are huge proprietors of creating a nice clean website and populating it with relative well done content, just like you're doing on YouTube, just like you're doing on Instagram, just like you're doing on the other platforms and stuff. Um, so with that, Brad's been building his website for a long time. I'll let you get into it at com, And you've had a ton of success. Um, what are like your top reasons that you started a website as well as your Instagram at the same time?
0: Yeah. So I just realized I totally missed something in the what's happening. Somebody that we know did just hit 200,000 followers Oh yeah, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I hit two hundred thousand on Instagram, and it was awesome. Uh, yeah, but you know, that is whatever. awesome. Congratulations, man! Uh, two, now let's let's move on. A lot but, of people. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it is. On. It is. It is really amazing. And and uh, thank you to all my followers out there. Really appreciate it. And we're going to have a massive giveaway and some meetups and some really cool stuff, uh, which we'll be talking more about later. But anyway, yeah, you, you're. Um, I liked your little. Example, you're like, if somebody had 200,000, I was like, oh, yeah, forget about that. (laughs) uh, I like it. It's like I was talking about you. (laughs) I know. I I couldn't even believe it. So, um, yes, website. So I have been building my website. That was the cornerstone. uh, And I think it is the cornerstone. So even though, you know, we put it in the third spot, um, but because I think it's the cornerstone of any online marketing Um, strategy or game plan is having your own site for just what what john mentioned is that uh, you can change hosts you can change providers but like those those domains i mean the internet has been around for a minute right and there's been lots of things that have come and gone and you know i'm sure there was there were people who were just killing it on myspace um (laughs) unfortunately that went away i was murdering myspace i'm so sad (laughs) You were selling Pokemon back then, yeah, at uh, eight years old or whatever you were. Beanie babies, beanie babies, beanie babies, yeah. And so, uh, having that website, <laughs> you can transfer it in between. The software is going to change, uh, right? It used to be GeoCities and HTML, and now it's WordPress and Squarespace. All those things are going to change, but that domain, uh, you know, I think the for for the foreseeable future, is going to remain. And so that's why. I think it's so important. And that's why I wanted to have that as the cornerstone, because it also is a place where you can, you have complete control. You can design it any way you want it. Uh, And, you know, there's some things that you you might have to pay for to get complete control and and, and stuff like that. If you're going to have like a a free um, WordPress site versus a paid site, but Uh, If you do pay for your site, you have complete control to do whatever you want to with it. And that is inclusive of how you want to go to business, what you want people to see right when you get on the homepage, uh, if you want to sell products on there, if you want to bounce them out. Uh, and you can use that website for anything you want to use it for. You can use it to grow these other things. I know folks who just have a website and they just embed YouTube videos, right? But they mm-hmm. make it easier to digest. So they make it so that uh, because still, you know, YouTube, you are competing with all those other people. But if you just had a site that just had your YouTube videos and that's where people went then they're going to stay on track right and and there's some things you can do to like just embed playlists instead of embedding your individual video so that way people won't bounce out to another video so there's some things you can do there but that you know the website for me um, the reason that I got behind is because uh, you can show more detail uh, without having to do videos. So, if you're not quite ready to go to YouTube, you want to do uh, just pictures, uh, the barrier to entry is a little bit smaller there because you don't have to edit from a time perspective, yeah. right? You can shoot the photos on your camera uh, or on your cell phone, upload them, write some text, do some descriptions. And for me specifically, uh, being content that that is what I am selling. So I am selling the tutorial, uh, or, or not not selling, but that's what I'm going to market with. So that you know that's free on my website, and of course that's where I that's where I introduce. And there's just so many different ways, and we'll talk about Pinterest in a minute. But there's all these different ways that you talked about that that's the hub. Mm-hmm. Your website's your, your hub, and all these other areas you're you're basically trying to get them there because in your website you control conversion. And yes that can take many different shapes and forms like metal and and wood US, right? That's where you're trying to sell them product from your portfolio or send them you're to right. your sales funnel. Uh I am trying to serve them up content and get them to to maybe purchase a t-shirt or a plan or get on my mailing list, whatever. There's going to be things down the road, but yes, I think that is it is the hub and the biggest thing for me is just because of the ownership, uh, that ownership of and complete control that you can do whatever you want. And, you know, sometimes that's to your downfall because there's too much to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It, it is fully customizable to a fault at, at some points. But, um, but yeah, I think that that's the thing, John, that for me, why I did it is because it's, it is purely owned by me and I can make it look and do, do like what exactly I want it to.
1: Exactly, and you're and you're not trying to beat an algorithm. I mean, that when it comes down to the other social platforms, we're literally trying to beat math. We're trying to beat trends. We're trying to be seen more. We're trying to get our 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 stuff in front of other people's eyes, and it's based on that platform specifically. Like I can't, I can post my Instagram stuff across whatever other platforms, but it's not the same. Like, so what you can do on your website is exactly what you said. You can own the content. You can build it to look a certain way. You can have your Cross-linking taking you to certain places, you can own, um, you can have anything from affiliate links to your own products, and you can be driving people there to capture um, their attention and to create actual sales and or get them into a sales funnel. Um, For me, for instance, as I touched on in selling online, I drive awareness from my social platforms to my metalandwood.us site in order to get them to inquire about a custom piece and I have a form set up that they send over and I create a conversation and then they're now I'm, I'm in and they're talking to me and I can get that whole process started. Um, A lot of digital content creators on the other hand are selling like Brad, they're selling plans, they're selling merchandise, they're selling their email list essentially, which is another huge thing you need to make sure you're doing when creating a website. Now um, a lot of marketers out there and will for a long time are paying good money to people who are building email lists. And that's because all of us use email on a daily basis. I mean, there's a reason that every single website you go on has a pop up or a sign up for an email. Um, And it's because it's the easiest way to communicate with that website individually and creating an email list and building your tribe on your website. That's something you own. Like tomorrow, Instagram could kick me off and I lose all my followers out of my control. But my email lists, you know, you can't take that away from me. Those are that's mine because it's it's on my website, um. So that's another huge aspect of you know building your content portfolio is making sure that you are driving people to your website and capturing their email with whatever it might be a sign up, a pop up, um, or an opportunity to gain value or excuse me, opportunity to add value to that individual as they're going there. Um. So for instance, a lot of websites that are doing woodworking and doing plan sales will have a free plan for signing up for the email list. So yep. Um, there's a, a, a one guy's content that I consume, you know, I go on his website and boom pops up, get a free plan for X project. And I'm obviously immediately signed up because I thought the project was killer. I wanted the plan. And now I get all of his updates from his website. Um, and that's like a little, that's a marketing tactic, but that's why you want email lists is because the minute I post a video, boom, going out to my email list, the minute Brad posts a video, boom, going out to the email list. And those are things that we own. You know, those are things that are uh, yeah. that are ours when meanwhile I put a teaser video out on Instagram maybe twenty percent of my audience if I'm lucky gets to see it unless it's like really really good and it gets boosted up you know we've talked about this multiple times if you're not <laughs> you're getting squashed if you have a business account one two you know a, a quarter of the uh, audi- a quarter of the size of your uh, followers is is good numbers which is ridiculous because you can send that to a hundred percent of your you a hundred percent of your email list. right um so so keep that in mind when you're building your when you're building your website is, you know, what, how can I add value to people that want to come to my website? One and two, how can I get them to sign up for my email list? Because that's a huge tool that is still very utilized in marketing.
0: Absolutely. I think the, the cool thing, the other cool thing about the website that I really like is the, um, the variety of content you can put on it. So, you know, when you're on uh, Instagram or YouTube, you know, either doing videos or pictures and and there's some really cool things. But on YouTube, um, you can't necessarily sell a product. Uh, And on Instagram, uh, you can't, you know, just put ads. You can't do those things. So from a variety of content, like you mentioned, you can do the ads, you you can do video, you can do pictures, uh, but you can also put. Uh, different areas on your website for different products, so you can almost segment your website like a chaptered book, right? So if somebody comes over and you know, just take for instance, um, like this old house. So if you come over and you want to learn about gardening, you can go right. So they've got gardening, plumbing. I mean, they've got all the guys over there, right? They got they've got the gardening, they got the plumbing, they've got carpentry. You could do all those things. And it's still succinct. So when people come in, they can hit that channel and dive down deep into it versus trying to cover all those topics on different channels is, is much more difficult. And you can, you know, guide people through your website a lot easier than you can guide them through, uh, a lot of these other platforms.
1: Yes. And you have that, and it's that, it's that long form informational hub and you can, you could take something that's a snippet, um, say on YouTube or Instagram and create that in-depth analysis or that in-depth tutorial, whatever it might be. And that's where you own it on your website and people really have to come for the juice. So I know we do that both of us. Um, and I know a lot of people do great way to utilize a website as a, um, targetable, you know, as it should be as the hub or the target of your marketing on Instagram and YouTube. So in brief, Obviously, those are our top three. Those are where I'm. You put most of my effort into um, as a marketer. I know there's two more platforms that are super popular. Um, One that I am terrible at, and (laughs) (laughs) one that and one that I absolutely hate. But for some reason, people like it. Um, Like mine, for instance. But uh, first, being Facebook. Uh, Now. Facebook is, and to my opinion and many professionals' opinions, still the most powerful social media marketing platform on the planet. I mean, what's going on in Facebook right now is absolutely mind-boggling from a mathematical and analytical standpoint. I mean, uh, I know you recently have heard about it in, uh, at Haven mostly, but the opportunity for paid advertising on Facebook and the opportunity for target advertising on Facebook is, is, is mind blowing. Um, Gary is Vaynerchuk's a huge of this and he's been pumping it for years now and he still does because it is so, so powerful. So, um, so yeah, I mean the, the fourth place you should be, and then I think all of us are already is, is on Facebook, but you don't need, you don't want to be on Facebook just friend requesting people and, uh, and, and you know, just hanging out in, in the background. Like there is a lot you can do to create engagement and build community like you do on Instagram and on YouTube. Um, and I think the big difference is what, what is, what do they call it, Brad? Groups and
0: pages, right? Groups There's and this. pages. Yeah. And, and you're, you're paid, right? So you've got your personal profile, mm-hmm. uh, you've, and then you can open a page underneath that and then you can join groups. The thing, you know, as a business owner, you want to have a page and that's yes. what, you know, John, you've got a page, at least one page. I've got my, my fix this, build that page. Um, and I'm members of different groups, but the, the page is where like, that's your business page. And we've talked about it. That's the same page that we mentioned to sign up for business insights, which we told you to sign up for, and then immediately told you to turn off <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over, over on Instagram. Yes. But uh, but yes, the pages uh, is a great way to, and the cool thing about Facebook there is that uh, you can do the page and you can do a lot of cool information in there and put links and and have directions and do highlights. And there's lots of different opportunities uh, for customization, just not quite as much as a website. So actually, I think we had a question. Somebody's saying, hey, should I have a Facebook page or should I get a website? Hands down, you should get a website. I would not recommend to drive it off of Facebook, but to John's point, so I was over at Haven and uh, there was a class. I actually was not able to go to it. Uh, I was in a different class at the time, but I I got some slides I'm going to be reviewing and looking at because I heard really great things about it. And I know, John, we've talked about it. The uh, Just the laser focus, you can get Facebook marketing ads and and you run that through your account and through your page. uh, And that's where you're going to want to You know, you can you can put them off the site. So this is paid advertising, but you can do something like I could go in and say, okay, I'm in Nashville, I want to target uh, people who are in 50 miles of Nashville, uh, males age 25 to 35 who uh, are members of a woodworking site, or have, you know, in the, cause so Facebook collects all those things, right? All those videos you watch and all those pages that you like. So I could say that has liked, uh, that has liked a woodworking related site that has not liked an entrepreneurial site. So I I don't want entrepreneurs. I want people who, you know, like still need some help. Like you can pull in and out all these different criteria until you have gotten laser focused down to, and and basically your perfect customer. so that person, as you build your business, like this is the customer that my business is built around, and then it will tell you, like it'll say you can reach 300 people or a thousand people, and then obviously they make you pay to reach more people. Um, but you can see it; you can focus so precisely on that. It, it's amazing. There's all these other things. Like, have you used or listened to the like the pixel tracking and those things so you can actually see, even focus on people who have been to your website or oh, yeah. who are on email lists.
1: Yeah, so you can now embed a pixel, and I've actually done some paid advertising on Facebook, ironically. Um, but you can do you can do a pixel on an email, I believe, and you can do pixels on your website. And what that does is it gives you metrics and, and, and data based on the amount of people that go from your website to, I, I think, a, a, a gambit of other places. But more or less, like I, I don't know too much about it. I just know that it exists, and that K- Facebook is literally creating new opportunities for brand for paid marketing and paid advertising. All the time, and they're rolling out all kinds of new stuff. I mean, um, there's a a great resource out there for all of you that if you want to learn more about Facebook specifically, um, John Loomer is the expert on Facebook marketing and building a business using Facebook. Um, We'll have a link for that as well. Um, Dude is an absolute animal, Um, he was just done with what he was doing in life, decided to jump into Facebook and he coaches a baseball team. He's a really cool dude, has a couple podcasts too. Um, so check him out if you want to get into it. But exactly what Brad was saying, the opportunity and the power for Facebook advertising is huge for business. So there's huge opportunity there to build a business on Facebook and, and there. are and that's why it's, you know, the biggest social media platform on the planet is because there's so much power behind that, that, that stuff going into it. And a lot of the professionals out there doing mark with running marketing agencies are still 100%. You need to be on Facebook. When I took the YouTube next up class, the first question, I mean, I jumped out of my chair trying to ask questions when I, we were at that, we did a class at NBC and we were talking to their, there's, there's chief marketing officer and their, and their head of marketing for the tonight show. And I'm And I asked, you know, if you could focus your attention on one place, where would it be and expecting it to be Instagram or YouTube? And they're like, nope, (laughs) Facebook all day long. And Facebook, it's, it's it's because of how powerful the tools are behind it and the shareability. Now, one thing on Facebook is super shareable. Really easy to click one button, boom, that's on your post now. Everybody can see it. Um, So creating content based on the platform's consumption method um, is huge. And Facebook is huge for viral content and for shareable content. Um, And that's one thing that is not... Really, that easy to do on YouTube or Instagram? You know, if if you know, we 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 talk about um, reposting other people because we're building community, but that's like a process on Facebook. Boom! If I love your stuff, you just hit that
0: one button, man. Boom! boom, You share and it goes to the site. I I I agree with that too, and I like what you hit on uh, as far as building your content for the different platforms. And we'll get more into that later. But just as a quick hitter, you know, YouTube is going to be much more long. Long form content when I say long form eight minutes would be considered long form in in this sphere. Instagram is obviously limited to one minute as far as video goes. Um, video on Facebook does very very well, uh, but you know one to two minutes is the sweet spot and it's also um, you know as we think about it across there, I think more so in Instagram and YouTube or more so in Instagram and Facebook is that you want your content to be able to consume without sound. Because I've I've heard, you know, that the vast majority of people don't even have the sound on, right? Because they're like in a meeting or they're wherever. And like, you have to click it to turn the sound on. So if there's something, whether you have text overlays or whatever it is that you're, your message can come through without the sound being on. So uh, think about that when you're doing those. And, and absolutely, John, that the shareability on Facebook is huge. Things can go viral very quickly uh, with the shares and shares upon shares. Uh, so I think what John and I are saying is that the power in Facebook is actually really in this marketing piece. That, and if you go out there, don't expect to get a lot of followers and a lot of likes and things natively um, right off the bat, because it's way worse than Instagram. Uh, oh, yeah, it it's very it's hard. hard to be seen natively. And it, it it we'll is. dive more into that, but I just want to throw that out there because uh that's not what we're saying. We're not saying go out there and just post a bunch of stuff and you, it's gonna go gangbusters. Uh I think you have to be a lot more hands-on in Facebook to make it work unless you have something that goes viral, unless you have really good video content. Uh it, I think that could do well.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's constantly changing too. So so yeah, make sure you're keeping up with it. Check out johnloomer.com um and I will have a link for that for you guys. Um
0: Yep. Yeah. So uh, number six or excuse me, number five, the fifth place, I think and we won't spend much time on it because I know this is the one you don't like, John, and, and I am horrible at it, but is Twitter and Twitter. I think Twitter's seen an interesting uh, journey. And now what I find most interesting. So I, I don't do Twitter much at all. I I get in there again. I repo. I do an if this, then that. Uh, We'll leave a link down to that as well. So it's IFTTT.com where basically you can write a recipe that when I do an Instagram post, it will also post it to your Twitter. And it will actually have the picture because if you use Twitter through natively through Instagram, it will not include the picture, just the text. Um, so there's a way to do that. Uh, but again, I think I'm, I'm well under 3000 followers on there. Uh, I, I use, there's some people who use it, but what's been interesting that I've seen, John, and I know that you've kind of seen the same thing is that for whatever reason, um, like the old school businesses still like it. Like there's a lot of businesses that just love Twitter and it just boggles my mind. I don't know why, uh, but that's where I see more than anything is businesses using Twitter. Correct. and And what I've noticed on Twitter is, is, um,
1: that it's very easy to create conversation with like those businesses. Yes. Um, you're able to garner attention. Don't now. Don't get this misconstrued. It's very short attention. I mean, there's so many tweets coming out per second that you're it's, I like to call it a bathroom wall. Like you don't even know what's going on anymore. The second you say something, it's already forgotten, but Creating conversation and talking about things that are relative to what you're doing. Um, there's still a lot of potential there. There's still a lot that I think Twitter needs to do to try to adapt to the way things are changing. Um, like you touched on, you know, the the, the video and the um, the photograph content uh, needs to be more of a emphasis for them. I believe. Uh, now I'm no expert, but I, I've I've used Twitter. I've used robots to do what Brad said and Buffer, and I, I think I have a robot that tweets quotes for me now. Um, you do, I, I read I them all how, the time. I, I don't, I don't know how to get rid of it cause I can't remember my login, but, uh, you know, there's, there's, I actually use, um, and I actually use an auto responder to anybody that follows me, which is actually a great tool to drive people to other places. Um, and that essentially just tells them, you know, check me out on Facebook, Instagram and my web, my YouTube channel. And it, eh, I don't use Twitter as much as I probably could, but I also don't believe in the way the content's consumed on Twitter. Um, Now, there is a lot of good about it. Don't get me wrong. It's a reason it's huge still is because people enjoy it. Um, But if you're going to be on Twitter, one thing you want to make sure that you are doing is being crystal clear, extremely concise, and very to the point with all of your thoughts, making sure that you are saying what you want to say in a short as short a phrase as possible with as much impact as possible um twitter does mm, force you into creating right more di- more direct and concise you know commenting and conversation which is a good part of it there's no clutter um the right. clutter 140 comes characters volume. at a time right yeah it's yeah. like clutter clutter comes from volume not from the context itself so um so yeah i mean Twitter is the fifth place that almost everybody is. Um, A lot of people still like it. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm finding what Brad said. Um, I'm able to have conversations with brands that I want to get their attention easier on Twitter. Most of the time before you were able to message anybody on Instagram, I was all over Twitter, starting conversations with brands um, because that's where they're, that's where it was able to, to be done Um, with Instagram, you know, letting you DM anybody you want now that kind of changed it up. But uh, yeah. So using Twitter, you know, we're not experts. We're not huge proprietors of the platform. It still has a lot of power and a lot of potential. There's business dynamics to it, too, and great analytics. But just so, make sure that, you know, you're you're doing your research before you jump on there. and right. start Throwing stuff out.
0: <laughs> do they uh, and, and I don't even know the answer to this. Uh, is it still chronological or is there an algorithm to Twitter now as well?
1: I actually don't know. I don't consume anything on Twitter. I, 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 I do I, some.
0: I, So what I find, the way I use it, so here's what I think I've found is that I think it is still chronological, but now they also serve, so they will do a lot of, hey, you may have missed, because, you know, it's just so, like you said, it's so fast. There's so many tweets coming out all the time. Uh, So it'll say, here's what you missed, or it'll have something like that in there. Yeah, you're right. the way I use it, so I probably use it more than you. Actually, I didn't realize that, but I will go in every now and again, and I think it's a good way just to see to get the pulse of what's going on uh, with those businesses. You can see, cause they'll do a lot of the new product introduction. They'll talk yeah. about that. They'll talk about events they're doing. So that's probably the biggest thing that I get from it. Um, and then there is a group of folks that use it. So it's kind of fun to, to tweet with people every now and then. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't think either of us are, are huge fans or, or users of it. Uh, but uh, as more people go away from it, that leads to what, just what you said, John, is that you can get uh, a better access to the businesses and get noticed as as a DIYer or an influencer, um, that way. So no, the her last her. one, sorry about that, John. The last one we're going to talk about is uh, Pinterest, and I know this is probably the the least. So the number six one would be Pinterest. This is the, probably the least one that folks are tied into, especially in in our crowd at the moment. And I I'm a huge proponent of of Pinterest uh, because it is it drives about twenty five percent of my traffic to my website. Oh, yeah. uh, so, you know, that is no small number. Uh, and I think the thing that people don't understand about Pinterest is they think it's, you know, just all food and doing crafting and, and, and you know, man cave stuff like there's it's more than that. It's definitely more than that. And it's a great way to uh, one for, you know, we've talked about inspiration, but just from a business owner's perspective of getting your product out there and again, consuming uh, when people are consuming it, it, they use it as a search engine. So if you are putting pictures out of your product, it's great for portfolio. You can actually do tag or pins where they are for sale pins. So you can actually go out and make a pin that is for your coffee table, and it's eight hundred bucks. And and I, I'm not I'm not definitely not an expert there. I've never made one of those, but I know you can do it. And I think you can link some of those back to different sites. Um, Etsy for sure. I know you can link there. So you can make basically pins to be little advertisements. Uh, But if you're somebody like me, who's a content marketer, then it's very project oriented, project based. So you can have the pin, you know, how to build a curved cutting board and boom, put it out there. People repin it. And when you click, if you're not familiar with Pinterest, you've just heard about it. So basically what happens is it's a huge repository of images. It's like a basically a, a Google image search on steroids. You have a caption, somebody clicks on it and it takes you to whatever it's linked to. So it's a one link thing. uh, And I will either link to my YouTube channel or to uh, my website. And the nice thing about Pinterest is I can put out as many pins as I want. And so I'll put it to both of them Or typically I just go to my website. I will also put some to my YouTube channel just because why not? Um, You know, it's like one of those, it's one of those weird things that's, I still don't totally understand Pinterest, but it's just like more is more. Just pin like crazy yeah dude and and i actually i mean the way we
1: broke this down we do have pinterest last but i do believe that pinterest should be in that you know fourth slot um i agree for no doubt because it is especially for people like ourselves who are creating content and creating product it is a hugely valuable tool um for all the reasons you touched on one you're able to visually represent your products and whatever you're creating in a beautiful way that's one that's that's Searchable that 's um, storable, so the way pins work is you take a pin, you essentially put a picture out there, and then you create a board to put that pin in. The board is like a hub, so for me, my boards are like um, the say that the styles of Taste that I like, you know uh, industrial rustic, modern, whatever that might be, and then you can also have everything absolutely anything you want, you can create a board for it, but just go with those. say I post a coffee table with wooden metal, I can post that in industrial and then I could post it on a shared board, and you can get more eyeballs on it. but when people search for industrial table, now my stuff's popping up, they could see that, they could see what else I have in the board, and they become a fan of myself, so it. It has that searchability to it. It has that um, group dynamic to it. It's just a hugely powerful tool that I'm I'm learning now because I've heard of stories like yourselves and others who have a lot of site traffic coming from Pinterest, um, and it is a more consumed than we think, and it's especially consumed by people who are looking for um, inspiration and creativity, um, right? Because of how you know the platform is set up. So you know I have a little star next to it in our show notes because. Um, we're definitely going to be diving deeper into Pinterest down the line. And it's definitely something to consider when you're building your content portfolio. Absolutely. you hate the word man. Portfolio. you're, you Your you're, you're, I, content, <laughs> you're, what? you're, you're marketing business online. You definitely want to be considering Pinterest.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because it's, um, it's not understood. And I think the people who can get there faster are the ones who are going to win. Uh, I mean, there's a bazillion people on Pinterest, but, um, you know, in our space, I don't think it is, Understood as oh, much. And so I'm always talking to people about it. And they're like, what do you mean, Pinterest? Like, And no, nobody knows how to do it. So I think, yeah, I think us doing some really in depth, uh, you know, classes or playbook on it will be really helpful to everybody. Oh, yeah. So keep your eyes open for that, guys. Absolutely. Yes. And, you know, I, I think that does a great job of six places you want to be. Uh, Again, as you go through them, you can take out things and learnings from each of them. And that's what I think John and I are kind of saying here is that uh, we've ranked them a bit. But in all honesty, you want to be in as many places as you can. Right. Pat Flynn always says be everywhere. And it's like, you know, you want to reach as many people as you can. So, um, you know, and see which ones that you get the results from and, and double down on those. So what do you think, John, from a takeaway perspective? From a takeaway
1: perspective, it's going to be exactly that. Now, it's not going to be – my takeaway is not as pinpoint as they have been in the past episodes. But what I want you to take away from this episode is the fact that you need to be wider than you are right now. And the reason is because you have to have those tentacles like Brad touched on. And you have to drive everything back to that hub. Whatever your brand concept is or whatever your your product – sales strategy might be, you need to be getting arms out there reaching places, um, that are, aren't just singly focused in one spot. Once you get your business focused in one area, it is a recipe for disaster. Um, yep. so make sure that you are putting the time in to get wider, especially with your content marketing. Um, and, in these are, these happen to be our top six, now there's plenty of other ways to do it, but, um, and be, be considering you know other ways to showcase your brand showcase what you're doing um and doing it to that platforms uh you know how how the content's tailored to that platform um so takeaway is going to be evaluate your brand and then see where you think you fit on other platforms um whether that be YouTube whether it be Facebook whether it be Twitter Pinterest and 100% <laughs> consider building a website. Um, that is my takeaway for this. It's kind of hard because we've jumped onto so many places. Um, and, and it kind of sounds more like a homework assignment, but, uh, yeah, that's what I got for you this week. And
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I you just, you, to, you just stole it, my thunder. Yeah. That was I even did. my homework. I, so I, I, I can't yeah, wait the to take away is be everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait to really jump
1: deeper into these, um, into as we all continue these. with the show because it's, There's just so much good stuff there. and and Absolutely. You need to start thinking about it yesterday.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is right, get on it. So yeah, takeaway is there are lots of different places that you need to be. I I think for the homework is just what John said. Our homework would be, if you are not on some of these places, pick one. Pick one, go start researching it, go sign up for an account, uh, and start seeing what you can do, how your business fits in, Uh, expand, your platform, expand your online marketing footprint, because the more you expand, the more places you are, uh, the wider your sales funnel. So that's going to be the homework. Go out there. If you're not on any of these places, go check them out. Start digesting it and see how it can help you in your business. Awesome. All right. Well, we are going to actually jump into the after show for our patrons. So this week we're actually going to be pulling our audience. We're going to be polling the patrons and we are talking about doing some type of extra show. So whether that's going to be later in the week or the weekend, uh, but getting another piece of content out there and what we're going to do is be asking them what kind of content they're looking for. So that is also something that we do with our patrons is get their feedback and um, take that into account because those are the folks in our tribe. If you'd like to be involved in that, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash made for profit uh, and in the after show we are also going to be answering a few questions. So we had several questions from our patrons come in um, a lot of these are around Instagram about uh, how do, how many times is too much to post uh, when you're looking at the story function, what's the best way to use stories and things like that, looking at the analytics, hashtags and performance. So those are going to be a couple other things that we'll be discussing here in the after show. So until next time, uh, I think we're going to call this one good. And John, what do you think, buddy? Yeah, I'm
1: excited for the after show and uh, I'm glad that, you know, we got the spectrum of how to work online out there. Um, Now we got to dial it in and I'm excited for the shows down the line where we're really going to be jumping on each one of these individually. So what do you say?
0: Let's get to it. Let's get to it. We'll catch you guys on the next show. Oh, yeah.
1: So Thank you guys for checking out the show. If you'd like any more information, you can head over to madeforprofit.com. We'll have our show notes as well as our email list subscription you can sign up for. There you'll receive tips of the week as well as all of our other actionable content. If you're digging the show, we'd love to get a five-star review over on iTunes and we would greatly appreciate that. If you have any other questions or suggestions, you can email us at madeforprofitpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love any of your input as well as any of your future show topic suggestions. You can hit us up on Instagram at madeforprofit where we will be answering your questions and giving out tips to help you grow on your own social networks. So once again, we really want to thank you guys for tuning in and we will catch you on the next episode.